0: Parshas Vaichi, which is the week of Chazak. We're finishing the special Sefer bracious which is the Sefer of Bria, of creation. And it's an ongoing Sefer of, of creation. And as we read the Parshias one by one, we, on one hand, gain more knowledge every time we go through it, but also we realize how little we know <laughs> And how little we understand of these holy parshias. of course, the creation of the world and uh, the and the creation of the of Yisrael, which is the Ovis, the safer of the Ovis. And that's what really what Safer Bracious is all about from the beginning to the end. And we'll try to talk about some things, the last message that lies in Parshas Vaichi. Just as an introduction, Parshas Vaichi, as Rashi quotes, Loma Parsha zu Stuma. And not, most of us don't know what that means, Stuma. It's closed up. Sasum means closed up. We're not all Bale Kriya here, and we're not Seifim, so we don't necessarily see the Sefer Torah up close and intimate. But I brought you a picture of what a Sefer Torah looks like in Parshas Vayichi, and what is this Rashi actually saying? There's something in the Torah called Parsha's Psucha, Parsha Stuma. And basically it's it's if the if the um, the spaces that we find in Sifra Torah all the time, when you have Kagba, everybody goes up to see the Sefer Torah, right? Some of them go up very close, and some people can see it from far, and there is a, who brings it, it's an Indian, to see a, a word, or some people just go so far to say that a, a word that begins with your name in it, I don't, I, we're not getting into that, it's a different shear. but there are parshas stuma and parashas, psucha, where, where either the line ends in the middle, and then there's a space, that's a parsha psucha, and a parsha stuma is where the, be- the beginning of the line is empty, and then the parsha starts. And it's not just what we call parshios. Every parsha has many parshias. Some of them are stuma, some of them are psucha, some of them are open, some of them are closed. Here, this is an unusual one-time-only opportunity, and since none of us are kohanim, we're not going to get that aliyah to see the beginning of Parshas Vayichi, you can't find it. I, I highlighted the beginning of Vayichi. There is no space. There is no space. It ends off Parshas Vayigash, and then starts the word Vayichi Yaakov. There is no space. The Balkarists say, uh, where is it? Where is it? It's always a hard thing to find, because the Balkar, there's no space. There's no indication. In the Halacha, in the Keser HaSeifer, it brings that there, of course is a space between the words and here we put not only is there between words one letter space which is the halachic amount of space that you have to have no more no less right here you have next to one letter space but it's it's considered sasum closed of closed there is no space it's not just a regular parsha psucha which in our chumashim we have, sometimes it's, it's a, uh, it's uh, it's written with a pay or a samach in the chumashim. We've, we found that. And when I was a kid, we used to play chumash baseball. And, and you flip to the chumash. We won't, we won't go into the halachas of chumash baseball, but this is what we had kids in those days, back in the, in the 60s and the 70s. Um, and you play with the chumash and you a pay is worth a certain amount, that a samach is worth a certain amount, and and so on and so forth. But that's how it was found. The parsha psucha, parsha Here, when Rashi says lama parsha stuma, it's closed up from even what a regular parsha stuma is usually is. There's no space, and the question is why. So Rashi gives us the the baseline answer. Because when Yaakov, who was dying in this week's Parsha, <speaking in Hebrew> the, It was plugged up, it was closed off. sasum. <speaking in Hebrew> the heart, the eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people from the pain and suffering of the bondage of the Shibut. That's what Rashi says. We're all familiar with that. And then Rashi says, <speaking in> He <Hebrew> says, that Yaakov Avinu, which is also very familiar, that Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal the kates. What's the kates? Mashiach, Mashiach the end. Kates means the end. Mi kates. When it, it was the end of the two extra years that Yosef Kupare and para had a dream. The same word, mi kates, is from the word kates. He wanted to be Megala, the kates, Mimenu, and it was hidden from him. The Shechina went away from him. And this alerted Yaakov Avinu. So in the first Rashi, Rashi is telling us two Pshatim that are going to be so important for us to understand. We, we have read this many years. and We've heard people f- talking about these. But I want to reveal to you, in the hidden, I want to reveal to you what it's, I think is really telling us. And what is the message that Yaakov Avinu is leaving us at the beginning of the Parsha and why it's a parsha stuma. So first off the bat, let me let's tell you that the the, the even though it's sosumen, which means we're, our mouths are closed, we have nothing to say. People were speechless, stunned and speechless. The number of psukim in parsha's Sfaychi, as brought out by the kedusha tzion, the Bavavarov, who was uh, died in the Holocaust. His children, or by Tversky's in Milwaukee, are his grandchildren. And the number of psukhim in Parsha Svaychi is 85. It's a rather smallish Parsha for par- say for The gematria of 85 is peh, his mouth. And from this steamer comes a mouth, an opening, that we come to the holiday of Pesach, which talks about coming into Mitzrayim. It's Pesach. And this is what he points out, that it's not that there's nothing to say, is that before you open your mouth, you better know what you're going to say. Because it's not just the raw information and the raw details of what happened. You have to know why things are happening the way they're happening. And then you will find direction. Then you'll find an opening that you've never seen. Clarity that you've never seen. And this is also the 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 hint to that Yaakov Avinu wanted to megala the cates. And his his mouth the shchina left him, and he became not just upset, he became horrified. You know, the famous Gemara, we're going to see in a, in a hopefully, see it in Daphnun Vav in psochin. The Gemara in Dafnun, Vav in psochin, a famous Gemara. But another one of the Svarim points out that since there is no space between Vayigash <coughs> and Vayichi, It's like all there, it's one parsha. And if you take and you add together the number of psukim that are in parsha's mikate, parsha's vayigash, it's 106. And you know, at the end of each parsha, it tells you how many psukim 106, and in parsha's vayichi, 85, that adds up to 190. 191, really, but one doesn't, you know, we don't, we don't uh, get nervous with one-on in Gematrius. 190 is the Gematria of Keits. This is not mine, this is in the Svarim, in the Svarim that I, that I found. Um, that Yaakov Avinu, in the Torah, was trying to bring together Parshas Vayigash and Parshas Miketz now, there's another interesting thing. There's a posse in the middle of the brachus <clears throat> that Yaakov Avinu That's is giving right. to his children before he died, which is the episode that Rashi is referring to that he wanted to reveal the cates, which was when he, when he called them all together, as we'll see in a, in a second. This is at Chamishi, middle, right, the middle, smack in the middle of the brachas that he gave to his twelve children. The pasik there ends, Lishu Kivisi Hashem, the shortest pasik in the Torah, not the only shortest pasik, but it's it's the shortest pasik, three words, Lishu Kivisi Hashem, (coughs) says this the svarim. And I'll tell you which, which Swarm it was. I, I saw it in the, in the Nesiva Sholem. He has a, sec, a, a essay called Shuascha Kivisi Hashem in Parsha's Vaichi. And he quotes there from one of the Sifrei Kodesh that is the, a sefer called Avodas Yisrael which was written by the Koznetzer Magid. How do I have the Sefer? Because I just brought home for my son who has, I bought him for his birthday, the long, big set of all the famous hashidoshes for him. And he asked me before I came home if I could bring them home. Some of them. So it's a long set. I brought home maybe three quarters of it. One of the ones that I brought were the ones I don't have at home. And one of them was the Sefer HaVayiz Yisrael, which is the, from the early svarim of the, of the Talmidim of the Baal Shem. One of them is called the uh, Avogis Yisrael from the Koshin Magad. And there he brings this, this thing, this idea, the Shuos Kivisi Hashem. Are you ready for this? While you're sitting down. It's the first time that the name Yudke Vovke is found in the Parsha since the beginning of Miketz. Parsha's Mikates, Parsha's Vayigash, and half of Vayichi does not have Yudke Vovke. How could that be? It has elokim, it has elokenu, it might have Adonai as well, but not yurkevlovke. Isn't that a? S- and he wonders. He says v'loy matzino sheim havaya nichta bam beferish Utmiya nizgova be'enay. And I'm I'm bewildered. Madua nifla hadavar azem mikol sifrei hamukubalim. It's I don't find I didn't find this hara. I mean he lived a long time ago, but. I haven't seen anybody mention this or make this horror. Lest you think they didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. Now this is ridiculous, right? They catch every gematria. Look at the balaturim. Mm-hmm. I mean, every gematria that represents all types of interesting things. Why wasn't this caught? Why wasn't this mentioned? He mentions it. And the and the, the Sibisholom picks up on it and tries to understand what is going on. I mean, we say, he says... We, we find one Parsha in the Torah that doesn't have Mesh Rabbeinu's name. Every kid from Cheder knows. Parsha's Tzavah doesn't have Maisha's name in it. You know, and Rabbi y- Fassman used to say that Parsha's uh, Truma doesn't have Aaron's name in it. And he may, you know, he, there are certain things that we know of. And this one, no one knows. Parsha's Mikates, Parsha's Vayigash, half of Vayachi doesn't have Yudke Vavke. You'll check later, Yosoi. He doesn't, doesn't believe me. <laughs> but there's a remez there's something, there's something going on here there's something going on here Vayichi Yaakov Be'eretz Mitzrayim Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim it's an interesting Russian. that's where he lived that's what you call his life 17 years, 17 years he lived in Mitzrayim That number 17 is important, not just to figure out, but for the Torah to say it, it relates to, and I think this the B'voreshem do say, it relates to the years that Yosef was 17 years old when he was schlepped away from his family. That started this whole whole thing um, of going to Mitzrayim, when he was sold by his brothers. The Torah makes a mention at the beginning of Parashat Vayeshev that he was seventeen years old when his father looked at him and said, "This is my special." Eli told us Yaakov Yosef Vayev Yaakov es Yosef Mikol bonov. The Torah doesn't says that for a reason. He loved him more than the other children, obviously in a in a, in a unique way. Not. Because He loved them more than his children. He loved them because he's the one who's going to bring out the, the importance of all of his children. <clears throat> that was the love that he had for Yosef. And this is what we're going to develop here. That Yaakov, at this last point in time, he was wrapping a nice bow around the whole episode of Yaakov losing Yosef at 17 and now he's living in Mitzrayim, seventeen years of, of of growth, development, and being able to pass the torch down to make sure that his children not only survive Mitzrayim, but it becomes the, the model. Mitzrayim is the Golus, is the is the the model of all goliaths that is going to be the norm of, of the Jewish people for all times. For how many years was Yosef separated from Yaakov? Twenty-two years, which is as many years as he was separated from his father and going to build his family, right? It's the same. There's a there's a correlation mm-hmm. between the lives of Yaakov and the life of Yosef, and we're gonna we're gonna develop that. We find also when when Yaakov was brought to Mitzrayim, so the first thing, Vayyove Yosef is Yaakov Aviv. This is Mem Zion Zion. Yosef brought Yaakov his father and he stood him up in front of Paro. Vayivorech, Yaakov his parim. Yaakov blessed Paro. What did he bless him with? Tarashi so says he didn't really bless him with anything. He just, this is how he said hello. It was in a blessing, you know, came with a blessing to the king. Okay? Vayomer Yaakov Vayomer Paro El Yaakov Kama Yemei Shnei Cha He took a look at Yaakov and he how old are you? Strange question, right? First thing you do, you ask someone, how old are you? Boy, you know, it's something you might think, but uh, to say it, it's... Vayomer Yaakov El Paro uh, And Yaakov said to Paro, Yemei Shnei Cha Megurai Shloy Shem U Ba'as Shona Years of my life are 30 and 100, 100. 130 years old. He's going to live for another 17 years, which is 147. So there's something being time-dated at this point. Beginning, he comes to Mitzrayim, I'm 130 years old. The Torah is saying it, not just we figure it out. It says, My years were few and bad. Were the years of my life? And I didn't reach the numbers of my forefathers. Avram lived to how One seventy-five. Right. And Yitzhak lived to one eighty. Very good. And he's one thirty, and he's already uh, looking old. He's looking. <laughs> he's looking kind of kind of tired. And so that's that's a far cry, for it. it's not so bad. Doesn't sneeze at one thirty, right? So you can do some laps. But Yaakov Avinu is saying, I didn't live to what my... I mean, these, are, these are important psukim. Says the Das of Balei This is one of the most famous words that Reb Chaim Shulevet says. The Reb Chaim Shulevet says, the Das Kenim Balei it's brought in the, in the Mikros Kedoylis, brings from a medrish, medrish agoda, which is not such a common medrish. Bishosh Yaakov Ma'at Hoyu, when he said, my, my years are few and bad. I saved you from Esav and Lovan. I returned Dina to you and Yosef to you. And you're saying how bad your life is? I I promise you, Hashem says to Yaakov, that the number of words that there are <coughs> which is the end of that Pasuk I'm going to erase from your life and you're, you're not going to live as long as your father Yitzchak which was 180 33 words so 33 minus 180 is what? 147, which is what it says in this week's Parsha. Asks Abraham Shulevitz that the, the Das Kenim says if you count from the word Vajoymer, so you count from the word Vajoymer, all you have is 25. You count it, tests, So he says, it says 33. We're missing how many? Eight. Eight. Says Abraham Shulevitz, an unbelievable, it's a very famous word. I'm sure you heard this. Mm-hmm. He says that, he's, he doesn't mean that Pasuk he means the Pasuk before, where it says, by Paro El Yaakov Kama Yimei Shnei Chayecha that Yaakov gave the impression so strongly to Paro that he's tired and he's been through the, the ringer all his life, that precipitated, made Paro ask the question V'yemir Paro El Yaakov Kama how old are you? That's another 8 words and Yaakov was responsible for that even though he didn't say it, but he created so Levitz our the way we carry ourselves. Not as happy to be Jewish, happy to be who we are, happy to get up in the morning to go to Daven. Not oh I okay I gotta finish, I get get through Davening and then I can start my day. No I'm Bar Hashem, I can get out of bed and I can look what happened in Corona. Two years we couldn't go to Davening. Shuls were closed. We got the daven at home. Shabbos, Yomtev, Pesach. We couldn't have our... It was awful. So the impression that a person gives is also something that he's responsible. Like the the Saro Salanti used to say that your face is a Rishusha Rabin. <laughs> Make sure that you carry a smile on your face. That people say, wow, it's good to be It's nice to be Jewish. Look at our Shaimir Mitzvah, look how nice he looks. Look how nice their, 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 the wives and his, the children look. How nice they talk to each other. It's a Kiddush Hashem. I want to be like them. This is what this is what this is Chaim Shulevitz says. So, on one hand, we see that, that Yaakov lost 33 years of his life from giving the impression and saying, My life is bitter and, and bad. But on the other hand, not from a chassidish sefer, from a very litvish sefer, the sefer of the Maral Diskin, who's the rough and brisk, can't get more litvish than that. He says a nice word. he says, why does the Torah, another, he make, it makes it a, a, an idea that we didn't pick up. He says, Vayichi Yaakov, Yaakov and the, all of his Chayov, all, total of his life is Sheva mumas. 7, 40, and 100. Now we can count that up. But why does it count? Why does it mean the 7, then the 40, then the 100? If we go back to Chayesara, over there, what does it say in the beginning of Chayesara, which also we, we darshan each one? Over there, first it brings V'yiyu Chayesara Meyashana I don't know if it's dik or it's just the way you write. You write the bigger number first. Why here is it write The, the smaller number first. You say, I don't know. That's what the Torah writes it. But it's for a reason. It's the Torah. So he wants to say that because as Yaakov's life progressed he became, he got more life and more life. Sheva then Arboim then Meishonah. Seems to be a contradiction to what we just said. He lost 33 years of his life. Mm -hmm. The idea being that Yaakov was being taught here a lesson that he started learning but as life progresses and we go through life in our lives we lose focus and we have to be reminded and at the end of time end of his life he got the message whether those 33 years he actually lost or not but he understood what his mission was and those 17 years that he spent in Mitzrayim were productive because they were instructive for his children And he did what he had to do in order to fulfill his mission. He had a mission, of course, The we don't doubt that they had a mission. Not only having the shvatim, but giving them the confidence and the direction that each one needed to to become who they had to become. That's what the Marl Diskin is saying. That yes, he might have lost 33. That was a, a low point in his understanding. We find by, we find by, in parashat Vayeshev, when Yosef came up with these wild dreams that his brothers are going to bow down to him and his father and mother are going to bow down to him. His mother was dead. And this is what Yaakov said, ah, kids dreaming. Kids dream. And he played it down, but at the end of the, at the end, before Shani, it says, V'aviv shamaris hadovar. And his father, Shomar Esad he was watching it, says Rashi, he was waiting and waiting, when are these dreams going to come true, knowing full well who Yosef was, what potential he had, even at 17, even though he was still wet behind the ears, if, excuse my language for Yosef at Tzadik, but he was young, didn't really understand, but he had these dreams, they were prophetic in nature, yeah. and they were prophetic and Yaakov had to hear them at this point because he was now going to be ripped away from him. The next time he sees him, he's going to be in Mitzrayim. And he had to know that, so he heard these dreams and he said, I'm waiting for them to come to, to reality. And they did. They did. The brothers bowed down to Yosef. Even Binyamin, the second coming, when they came the second time with Binyamin, they bowed down. And as the Ramban points out all the way through that these are the prophets, they had to come true. That's why Yosef didn't write a letter to his father I'm alive in Mitzrayim all those years because that would ruin it. Then the father would come down to the the, the dreams had to come true each one separately. And at the right time. It wasn't the right time yet. So I I was in Yushalayim Eretz soil for a very short time. I went, of course, to to pay respects. It was the end of the 12th month of my father who passed away. And there I was on Menuchas, the beautiful hills. If you've been there, that's a gorgeous scenery. And I was there by my mother's kever and my father's kever. And just a few steps away is my great father-in-law and my wonderful mother-in-law. Mama Eight feet away from each other. Wow. My life, my wife's life, and my life—where where we come from—and I, I leave it no secret that my wife and I also bought plots, mamish, in between. And I had thoughts. I shared some of the thoughts there, but some of the thoughts—it was too wasn't the right time and the right place to share. And there's a there's a there's a what. Parents leave over in children, and their lives. There they are in their you know, in their resting place. But what is the life that they left over? It's in their children, and it's all the energy, then and time, and, and efforts that they put in to their children, where they have to take it from there and and and, and apply what they've learned. This week's Parsha is where Yaakov had his last mission was to empower, he had to empower, Yosef was already empowered by Paro to be the king, he was set up to be the one who could support his whole family financially. But now Yaakov had to give over the baton, the torch, to Yosef. And that was a significant, important act that he had to do. And that's what Vahi Yaakov, his, li- his li- living years, that, that put a, a nice crown on his life, were these 17 years in Mitzrayim, where he interacted on some level with Yosef. Now we're told that Yosef didn't hang around his father so much, right? And there's a whole discussion why he didn't. Basically he didn't because he was afraid that, uh, that, Yo- that ya- Yaakov would ask him, how did you get down to Mitzrayim? What happened there? And he didn't want to have to tell him that my brother sold me down to Mitzrayim. And all indications from great Sforim and the Rishonim, indications, Rabbi Bachaya says it, that Yaakov did never knew. Wow. He thought he was just kidnapped on the road and sent down to Mitzrayim. We know it because we learned, we read the Torah. Yaakov didn't, you know, he didn't have that that parsha. He died never knowing, and that's why Yosef didn't hang around in order not to be asked. It was just okay because that's what it says in the parsha. It says that he called by Hikrivu Yisrael almost in the beginning of the parsha, and he called to his son Yosef. And he told him, I want you to promise me, please don't bury me in Mitzrayim. Take me back to Hebron. Take me back to Hebron. Yosef said, of course, was very grateful. He bowed down. But that's not the end of it. And after, after so it, it was told to Yosef, your father's sick. He knew he was dying, and that's why he asked him to to promise me you're not going to bury me in Mitzrayim. He was sick, so Yosef quickly takes his two children with him to get brachas, and these are probably you know one of the most famous brachas that we have in the Torah. We all give it to our children because it's a, it, the Torah says bechah yevarech Yisrael. Jews for all times are going to bench their children with this bracha that I'm now giving. Yaakov is giving to Ephraim and Menashe. But then, on page 270, on Apostle Zion, it says that when he introduced his children, all of a sudden he goes through this interesting language of Va'ani b'voi mi Yaakov now goes back, as Rashi says, and we, you know, Bring, bring memories back in Torah in the old days when it was in Yiddish they had a whole song for this Rashi Rashi, Rashi said Even though I'm I'm giving you the job and you promised me that you're going to bury me in, Mitzra, in Eretz Yisrael in Hebron and I'm being matriach you it's a long Long drive, right? I didn't do this to your mother. And you might be thinking, "Hey, he didn't do this to my mother. Why should I do this to my father?" Can you imagine Yosef thinking that? That was a, probably the farthest thing from his mind. But Yaakov is saying this now. Now, first of all, why he should have said this in the beginning? Now he's giving blessings to his Yosef. Promised him, "I'm going to bury you in." Mit- if he had a, if he wanted to tell him. And explained to him why, <clears throat> why I want you to bury me in Mitzrayim. and don't think why didn't I do this to your mother of blessed memory? He should have said it before. Why is it now in this in the second time he came to him? That was for a blessing for his children. This is a question that I have. I don't I didn't see anybody ask this question. And the answer is because he just got he just got so he says. The Rashi says, the famous Rashi, very emotional Rashi, Yaakov is saying, don't think that it was just because I was was too busy to take your mother to Hebron. The buses weren't running, I couldn't couldn't take it. He says, He revealed to Yosef something very unique. Which Rashi? Rashi 270, Pesach Zion. Like six lines from the bottom on the right column. Even though I'm troubling you to take me to Israel, because she died in Basilachem back in Parshas Vaishlach, right? After she gave birth to Binyam and she died. And the bottom Rashi, bottom line, and you'll wonder why I buried it on the side of the road. I mean, why did I take her at least to Beis Lacham? It's a city, <coughs> and that was another one of the only things I did when I was near it. I went to Cave Rachel. I find it so emotionally enriching rich, and so beautiful to go to Daven by the Mama Rachel, and this is this is why says Yaakov, and I know Yosef, you're thinking, why didn't I take her to the city to place But why did I take her to 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 Chevron? you should know, and this is the, the important thing. this is this Yediyah is Yaakov functioning as the Av? This was his chiyus in Eretz Mitzrayim. This was the life. That he was living like he never lived before. Everything was clear, and he said the following: It was, it was, it was because Dibur means "Hashem," told me to do this, or I understood this clearly. Dibur. it's like like God came Himself and told me this. Because of because the churban rishon. When the Vuchanetz are going to send us out, and the Vuzradan is the, his, his chief henchman, is going to be driving the people into Galus. They're going to pass by your children. Klalis are the remnants after millions were killed in Churban region, Rishon. They're going to pass by this place, Kaverachol. They're going to pass by here. Yotzah's Rachel al Kivra. Rachel, brings you to tears when you read this. Rachel's going <speaking> to come out of her grave. Yatsa Rachel al Kivra. Not they're going to daven like we go to Cave Rachel. Rachel's going <speaking> to come out of her grave. She's going to cry. <speaking> and she's going to beg. The Medrish, of course, tells her that the Ovo tried. Each one, and the Krishma said, no, I don't want to hear from you. It, it, all these can't go into it now. Rachel was the only one. He says, "Karjborhu, I gave over my sister to marry Yaakov Avinu. I gave up my life. Please help my children." Shinemar Kolbaramanishma, his famous Pasik, right? In Yirmiya, by the Churban Abayas, by the Golos, Rishon. In Yirmiya, by Baruch Meshiva and HaKosh Baruch answers her. Seich. You have reward for your action, what you did to give Leah the Simonim and not to embarrass her. Vishovu Bonim l'gvulam. I promise you they will return back to Eretz Yisrael. We're constantly returning. They were constantly returning by by Bayasheni and uh, we're going to go back throughout the ages until the final redemption. They're always people will come back physically, spiritually. This is the source for a This is the source for truva that Rochel Imenu was the only one. That's why I buried her here. So why is it here? Because Yaakov Avinu, his, his last mission was to anoint Yosef as an Av. We talked a little bit about this from Rav Hutner, why the end of Parshas of Sefer Breshas ends up Vayyosem Bo'aron B'Mitzrayim. Yosef died Ben Mea he died 110 years old. And the last words is Vayyomos vay, Yosef and Yosef died. The only one of the Shvatim that's mentioned his death in Sefer bracious. because he had a din of an av, and we talked about Rav his pshat because of what he added to the in, in eternity of the Klal Yisrael. I want to add to that that he he was make Yaakov was making him into an av. You can't just become an av. Yaakov had to anoint him as an av. That's what he was doing here. This is what he was doing. And that's what it says. Your sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, they're going to be like my sons, Ruven and Shimon. How can that be? He's taking them back in time. You know how that can be? If Yosef is an Av, Yosef is extension of Yaakov Avinu, so then Yosef's children, Yosef, Ephraim and Manasseh, are going to be like Reuven and Shim and Shvotin, which is what we find for the rest of, of time. Twelve tribes, you take out Levi when you count Ephraim and Manasseh, that's 12 tribes. And when you count Levi, then, Ephraim, then it's Yosef. It's one tribe of Yosef. But he was creating Yosef into an Av. Now Yosef, you have to take care of them and establish as an Av, take over and Continue my work, and that reached not only for Yaakov and to Yosef, but also to Ephraim and Manasseh They were coronated as shvatim, and that's why it was this. It was part two of him asking him to bury him in in Hebron. But part of that is that I have to explain to you that now I see clearly that this is what has to happen and don't think that I didn't bury Rachel. I'm telling you, I see clearly that we're going to have a Chorban. We're going to have Golos. And I mentioned this is when they're going into Golos, not coming back from Golos, that she gave him a pep talk, welcome home. He's telling Bon and the Gvum when we go into Golos, that's important because that's where we need. That's the that's going to be the 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 normal the norm now for the rest of time, even today, even in Eretz It's Golos. Look at the Mama Rachel is like she's in she's in jail. The barriers that you have to pass through because one minute they would destroy it in a second. Like like who's Kever? Yes. Like yeah, Yosef's sure kever in Shechem. Shechem. This week's parasha also. I'm going to give you mama Shechem, Rashi says. That's the burial place of Yosef. It's being destroyed all the time. Destroyed, what? they rebuild it. What? Yosef is buried the in the Shechem. End. So what's happened to the government? They keep rebuilding. The government tries to... But it's the middle of an Arab town. What are you going to do? To go there, I haven't gone there. My son, more, more brave than I, he goes there. They go... The, the, he went Pulling there. Arm, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, they yes. were, yeah. <laughs> there's no Israeli army. They right. did, There is, but they can't stay there all the time, you know, and it's being destroyed all the time. But but, but Yaakov Avinu is now with full clarity of his life in front of him, and look at how clarity he's telling Yosef. There's going to be golos churban I mean, abayis. That's that's a that's a mouthful to tell Yosef standing What? What's a bias? What's a base What are you talking about? It's going to be destroyed. We, I don't know what you're We're talking. About. Yet. What's Eretz Yisrael? I don't know. What, what are you talking about? But Yosef was ready. You want to take the mantle of being an Av? You got to know. You got to be able to see. You got to be able to see. And this is this is what. And this is what's called Lishu Kivisi Hashem. There's a midah called Kivui. That's called, we use it as the word Tikva, hope. Hope is not blind. Hope is not from immaturity. Hope is a real midah that we find in the Torah. The Ramchal has a whole piece on Drush Ha HaKivui. And the Maral, and the Ramchal, who wrote the Musul Sishorim, Der HaShem, you know, Ramchal in one of his books, talks about this passing Shuos Givisi HaShem. And he says, just very briefly, we don't have time to go into the whole thing, <coughs> but what it has to do with us. He says, he goes back to the beginning of time, Bracious Bora Lokim. Why does it say Elohim? So we know Rashi says why Elohim and not Yudke Vavke? Because of Goshbro, who wanted to create the world with loving kindness, but or strict justice. And he couldn't. So then it changes and 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 gracious Bor Elohim. He wanted to create the world with strict justice for our good. But therefore changed and and he's a beyond el- Hashem Elokim. Mm-hmm. Connected Yudke Vavke, which is the meat of Rachamin. So, we're getting a little bit indication that the word Elokim is is what we're shooting for because it, it represents the closeness. Now, when when Yaakov Avinu called his children before he died in this week's parsha. Every word. Can we see which plastic is that? That's by Hamishi. 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 And on page, and that's on page. On page 280. Ta- Second line, Shuascha Kivisi Hashem, mm-hmm. which is now the first time, as we said, that the word Yikavevke is found mm-hmm. since Parshas, the beginning of Parshas Miketz. It's a long time. That's the whole Mitzrayim. Why? Why was it, hold, why was it held back? That's what we're trying to understand. When? When? Yaakov Avinu brought his children together, which was hinted to in the first Rashi that he wanted to megal them the Cates on page two seventy four. So it says, "Vaikra two seventy four memtes aleph." gathered together, and I'm going to tell you, Agida is a is a prominent word from the word Hagada. Now you can talk about it. Now you can expound. Now you, you have an understanding. Why Yikru with an olive and not with a hay? The before I do talk about that. What's going to happen in the end of days? Which is the Kate's Hayomim, right? He comes to Gather together and listen. You can only listen only when you gather together. B'nei Yaakov. Veshimu es el Yisroel So, in the first brachas, which we don't, we we're just seeing that he gave a bracha to Yosef and he gave a bracha to Yosef's children. We're saying there, but he gives another bracha to Yosef when he give, blesses everybody. Right, right there, it's on page two eighty. Right after this, Hamishi is, is God, and then Ben Poras Yosef, Ben Poras Olaiyan. So, so the bracha to Yosef and his children at the beginning of the parasha was we're saying is not a regular bracha it's through a transformation and creating Yosef as an Av. That was the function of that. And when he was creating Yosef as an Av, he was creating, elevating Yosef, Ephraim and as Shvatim. And that's why it was important to give him a brach him who's standing here, who's standing there. Yosef really didn't chap what was going, didn't understand fully what was going on, until his father told him, you know, he changed his hands, right? He didn't change them, their position, but he, he changed his hands to, because he was creating them as Shvatim. That's a big change. That's a big, big boost. That's a big uh, nomination. Right? And they have to understand this. And, they, and therefore he told them, And this is, And this has to do with the bracha that we give our children, Yisimcho Elokim kefrayim mechin menasha and there are so many pshatim. Why we use mefrayim mena- and Menashe and and, and mena- Ephraim before Menasha, Many pshatim you'll all find three or four. Some say it's because they were raised in Mitzrayim, a difficult place, and they still were raised in the on in the Torah way, right? Even though they didn't have the environment to support them. But this was. These sudden come right before Yaakov Nawa is giving his children his bracha. And this was the last piece of Yaakov's revelation and understanding his position. Before he gives his children his send-off blessing, which we look at it and say, This is a blessing. This is Toy the highest degree. <laughs> and he's giving to each one in front of everybody else. That's not that's not parenting 101. You don't discipline in public. But Yaakovin had to be explained what exactly you're accomplishing with these blessings. You just made Yosef into an Av. You just made Ephraim and Menashe into Shvatim. Now I want you to do your last act on this earth as to give them the blood, giving them the, the mission statement of Klaal Israel. And he wanted to give them, that's where he wanted to give them the Ketai, Tell him about the end when Mashiach is coming. And it was says the Gemara in Psachim and Nun Vav. At this this point, Yaakov says, "I want to. will give them. i tell them when it's all going to be over. When the Golis is ending." He says, "Yaakov, that's not what you have to teach them. You have to teach them how to live in Golis not to when it's going to end. That shouldn't be their point of happiness to know when it's all ending." The happiness has to come from how they are surviving and how are they thriving in Golas itself. And therefore the Gemara says that when the Shekhinah left him, as is said in the first Rashi, so the Gemara Psachim says the famous words that Yaakov Avinu, she, he says, maybe there's someone that's, that, why is the Shekhinah leaving me? What did I do wrong? This is what God wants me to do. This is what a Kojabroh wants me to do. Maybe I have someone, some of one of you is not right. Like Avril who had Yishmoel, and maybe like, like Yitzchak who had Esav. Omru um, Loy, what did the children answer them in unison? Shema Yisrael. Not the first time Shema Yisrael is alluded to in Torah. That was when who met who? Yaakov Yosef. When Yaakov met Yosef. There was also a Shema. Yosef said Shema, Yaakov didn't say Shema. And all the questions people ask. The other way. What? Yaakov said Shema. Yaakov was saying Shema, Yosef didn't. Yosef was not saying Shema, right. And then we always ask, well, if Yaakov had to say Shema, why wasn't Yosef yeah. saying Shema? So there's they all, many all, all of the portion, talk about why why <laughs> that is. And, you know, he was puppet from Shema because he was doing Kibbutz Av. <laughs> and all, all, beautiful, all beautiful. It's all Torah. It's all beautiful. But, we're trying to get to the, to the root of it. And here there's another Shema going on. Said the children, the B'nei, ya- Bnei Yaakov, to Zeshma Yisrael, listen Israel, which is another name for Yaakov, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Just like God is one to you, says the Gemara, Kishem She'ein Belibcha, and you Yaakov Echad, you have a oneness, you know what your mission is, you know what the truth is, Ein Belibbeinu Eloch. we also have one. That's when Yaakov Avinu said these six famous words of Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus Leilam Vod. Then the Gemara goes through why why we don't say it, why it's not mentioned in the Torah. He said, "Well, Moshe didn't say it because that Shema, is, remember, is really written in the Torah." Baruch's Dvarim Voschanon or Voschanon Ekev. Right, Moshe didn't say it, but Yaakov did say it. That's why we say it quietly, except on Yom Kippur. Right, something special going on here. Yaakov Avinu was now saying and being being revealed in his last mission. <clears throat> Remember, since Miketz, there wasn't the name Vovke. Now, Chazala tells us that the children told Yaakov Avinu not once Yudkei Vavke, but twice in the Shema. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem. The Elokeinu is, is enveloped with the Yudkei Vavke. In the din of Elokeinu, you can see Rachamim, Chesed, Brocha, Kivu, you can see Tikva. You can see hope. That was the purpose. This is what Rachel Imenu was there to do to give us an umph. Say, yeah, you're gonna go into Golis, but Vishovu I can't tell you when. That was taken away from Yaakov. But you're going to you're gonna thrive in Golis like we have. We've survived and thrived and built and expanded. <coughs> In, in such a magnificent way all the years, until today. Ken Yerbu. But this is, this is what the, the Shema is, is, the basis of the Shema is all about. That now, not, not only was Shema, Hashem is now ready to be revealed, now we have, we were empowered by Yaakov Avinu and Rachel, we're empowered to now be able to see in the Elokeinu the Hashem before and the Hashem after. That we were able to see that. And that's what Shema is all about. You know, it's an interesting thing, the Sephardim write that Hanukkah is Chonu the 25th day of Kislev. There are 25 letters in, in the first sentence of Shema, 25 letters there's a connection to Hanukkah. We will be able in even a in time of in the middle of Bayes Shani when the, the Hellenists <laughs> are almost but destroying the, the heart and the neshama of Kal Yisrael, it's going to rise up kahanim, a few kahanim and they're going to bring it back that's in the Shema that's what the Shema is all about and that's why we cover our eyes as the by as it says in the Pesach last week's parasha, when 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 Yaakov was was getting the the pep talk from Akodsh Baruch don't be afraid, go down to Mitzrayim. I'm going to go down with you. I'm going to take you out. And then the passage continues. and Yosef is going to. Put his hands over your eyes. What does that mean? Says the, the Zoyar, do Raza de Krishma. This is the secret of Krishna. And this is this why we cover our eyes. When we say that Pasig of Shema. For all times, everywhere, everybody knows that. It comes from Yosef. Yosef was the one who took the mantle from Yaakov Avinu, who was given this mantle of responsibility as an av. He was promoted. And he covers the eyes. He says, yeah, you won't see it. We're in Golas, it's bitter, the Holocaust and pogroms, and it's can be terribly bitter. We won't understand so much. But it's the, we, we, we have the ability, we have within us to see Hashem Elokeinu Hashem. And that's why I think every bracha that we make, we say, Baruch Ato Hashem, Elokeinu melech That's the question. What's this Elokeinu doing there? We every bracha the says is has to have shame malchus. That's baruchat to Hashem melech You're probably yotze if you say that. What's the Elokeinu? The Elokeinu is reminiscent of Shema and this parshiyos that didn't couldn't. Say the Yudke Vovke from Miked <laughs> through the middle of Vaichi until the Shuascha Kivisi Hashem until you know the secret of Kivui. You know what hope means and what it really what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that I'll tell you when it's going to end. You know, uh, tell me they take blood and you you tell me when it's over. I don't know when it's over, but in the in the pain I can feel in my neshama I can feel the. Tikva, the the, the the hope, and that's why we, what we say in the in the in Aleinu, the Shabbat every single day, every afternoon, each davening, when we are leaving our shul, our our to go out into the world, Aleinu the Shabbat l'Adonai right, and and we say every day, every time, we say, V'yodata Yom B'Ashevoy Selu Vavecha, Ki Hashem Yurkeivavkei. Who ha lekim? What are we saying? I don't know. We say it so quickly and so wrapping up our tefillin. Ki Hashem, who <laughs> ha lekim? It's brachis bar lekim. It's really the Yudke kevavke is in the elokim. B'ashomayu m'immal u'mi'alard mitochas ein oid. And what do we continue? Al kein dekav Therefore, dekav <laughs> I have eternal hope. This is, we, this is the hope. This is where it comes from. When we can see that the Yudke Vovke is the expression of the Elohim. So, the, the, just to, the mission is not just a thriving God. The mission is to, to reveal Hashem is one. And even though it looks dark, it's a Holocaust. Somehow it's going to make sense at some point. Yudke is it and right. are one. That's that's the mission. Right. It's that's all. It, that's it's right. justice and love. That's right. And that demands a lot of learning. It demands yeah. a lot of introspection. And this is what we talked about in Chayus the seclusion process that we all have to go through in our lives, and we should embrace and think about our own lives personally, privately. This is what this is what Yaakov Avinu um, was teaching us, and and every single person's life um they find they find opportunities you know to um you know you know to to live this to understand this you know i had this question I had this question on that Necha for many years. I thought it had to have some connection with Shema, why we cover our eyes. And I didn't have an answer. Some questions you keep, you know, you keep close to your heart. And one day, I was at, in Baltimore 20-odd years ago for the Levi of my Rebbe, Rabbi Kalevsky, Zechot Tzadak Levrocha, um, and at the Leviah his son gets up to speak. Nason, who lives in Montreal today, Big Talmud Chacham, he gets up and he says, You know what we did the last Friday night of my father's life? He was running on oxygen, he was very weak. He asked me to pull out a safer from his bookshelf, a safer called Kol Aryeh, that is written by one of the Talmudim of the Chsam Sefer. And he loved this safer. Besides loving the safer, it has a tremendous beautiful hakdama to the Sefer. You know, a, a preface to the Sefer. And there in the preface of the Sefer, he says, Nason, open it up to this page and let's read this together. And there, the, the, this kol Aryeh, who is the rov in a, in a few cities, Beriksad and, and Med, he says this vort from the chassam Sefer, he says <clears throat> that there are a lot of things we don't understand as they're happening. Because we can't. And as the pasuk says that um, Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Go into the." Into, he wanted to see. He told "Go into the rock, and you know, and uh, you'll see my back and not my front." He said, "Because you can't see things when things are happening. You can see them in hindsight. It's twenty twenty, but hindsight is how you understand Hakadosh Baruch ways. Even that is 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 a big thing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> people never see it." And then he says, and this is what Krishma is all about. And there he says, the this is the secret of Shema. And that's why we cover our eyes with our hands when we say Shema. Because we want to say it with full faith, but we know when we open our eyes, we can't. We don't see it. We don't see the Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. But we know it's true in our Neshama. In our we know it's true. So we have to cover our eyes to be in that world of beyond reality, history, of mystery, that's right. (coughs) And right right there, at my Rebbe's Levaya, he was answering my question that I had for years. I said, what a gift. And Mamre said, ah, this is a Rebbe, even when he's not alive, he's still teaching. This is the eternity of, of, of Torah. And so on, we all in our own personal lives, we can find when we say Shema twice a day, that's why we say Shema twice a day, we realize that Yaakov Avinu, when he had his dream back in Parshas Vayetzeh, and he woke up in the morning, he says, How did I sleep in this place? But Hashem made him sleep. Now he regretted sleeping. He says, How awesome this place was. How awesome this place was he was starting to understand the Mida of of responsibility of what his mission was he spent 14 years learning in the yeshiva shen then he was out to to you know come up to lovon and then in parshas Ayishla come up to to uh, to Esav, he was beginning to understand that there's something bigger, larger than life happening, that he is part of it. And what do you see? He saw a ladder. A ladder is a is, is a instrument of growth. It's an instrument of your you can't be you can't no one stands on a ladder and relaxes. A ladder is you going up, you're going down. It's functional. It's an instrument of movement, of transition. And this is what what ultimately I felt when I was standing by my parents, Kever and my in-laws Kever, that my wife and I we, we are instruments of growth and movement. And there, there it was. They put in their blood and tears for us. Holocaust rebuilding and now we have to go on that ladder. They were on the ladder. You're the next. That's right, yeah. that's right. Oh we have to see it. Not just live off their ah, the hard work. Yeah, you, you you know, you get you get a few dollars. That's not what it's about. It's and then you have to give it over to your children. It's it was a, it was a, a moment of really immense emotion for me that I couldn't even express it as as well. But it's it was, it was a, it's an amazing moment of of hope and and. Uh, Encouragement that comes from this week's parsha Aichi Yaakov Beritz Mitzrayim. These were the greatest years of his life. In this way, and this is what we. This is, what I think, what we see from the Gemaras, and this is what the Shema is meant to remind us every time we read it that there's a, there's hope, there's there's someone waiting for us to succeed. And the Mitzvah Shem, we will all succeed in our own special way. Mitzvah Shem. Amen.